You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. Hello, because this is our last episode of season five. I cannot believe how fast the time goes. I feel like that is just like words that are perpetually coming out of my mouth, but it's crazy. I was looking at the calendar today and I, well, I have a very, very exciting opportunity. (laughs) I don't know why that sentence got me, but um, I had something transpire within the last week that is super exciting and it's it would be like um the like third weekend in June and I was like oh that sounds so far away and then I was like that's literally less than a month away which is just crazy to me I'm super super excited about this thing I think we're I don't I don't think I can say what it is right now which I feel like a d-bag whenever I say that (laughs) Because I feel like it's uh, people are always like, I have something exciting in the works. I can't tell you what it is, though. And you're just like, shut up. Um, but yeah, I'm saying that right now. But I we're going to be announcing it on my Instagram soon. I'm really nervous about it. But yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh, my God. June is like, oh, yeah, I have plenty of time to prepare. Not because that's so soon. Oh, I don't understand how this has happened but I'm actually really excited because I'm like I usually winter like fall and winter is my favorite and I usually feel like it takes forever to feel like that's getting close and in my head I'm like well we're so close to October already so yeah that's exciting but crazy how time flies and we're already at the end of another season This was a really fun season. We had a few guests on, which was a switch up from the season before this one. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to go into season six. I'm excited. I haven't even really thought about it that much, but I'm excited to kind of brainstorm different things and just maybe make it a little more fresh, a little new and take a different approach with it. But I don't even know what that means yet. We will see. But yeah, okay, so for this episode, this is going to be a casual episode, probably, you know, shorter. It's a closer. So um, I have a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that I've been kind of seeing in the online space or that have been on my mind lately in terms of owning a business. And then I am going to talk through a couple of things that have been going on. I'm going to talk about some books. I'm going to talk about Vanderpump Rules and then just come some updates about my life and what we got going on right now. And then we will be all wrapped up. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to touch on, because I feel like this is something that a lot of people think about or are dealing with whenever they are considering starting a business, or maybe you've already started a business, and that is starting your business or owning your business while having a nine to five or being in college. Um, I think that the general idea, and I mean, I've definitely talked about this before. I mean, my goal 
And a lot of people's goals whenever they start their business is to be able to quit their nine to five. Most of the time, whenever you're starting a business, it's because you're not happy in your nine to five or your corporate job, or at least at the very least, you just feel unfulfilled and you feel like there's something better out there. Whether that's because you are actually unhappy at your job, maybe you don't like your boss, maybe you have to work really long hours, you're working overnight, or you just want the ability to be able to travel and not have to ask someone if you can take off work, which is just such a funny concept to me. I mean, I understand that there should be like limits to a situation like that, but at the same time, there's been so many people who have told me that their boss wouldn't let them off for like to go see their family or when something crazy happened, you know, or like holidays, etc. It's just so silly to me. But no matter what the reason, a lot of people's reason for starting their business is to be able to have a different life and to actually feel happy with what they do. So they're going into it with the mindset of, I'm doing this so that I can quit my nine to five. And with me personally, I wanted that to happen as soon as possible. Um, I was in a situation where I, you know, went from, I was working 50 to 55 hours a week at my, my office job. I also on the side was selling vintage clothing. So I was working, like when I really think about it, I was probably working like 75 hours a week because I would go to the office 7 a.m., get home at 6, 7 p.m., and then I would box up orders on the weekends. I would be taking pictures of clothing for me to list on or post on Instagram, going to the post office, going to thrift stores to try to find clothing. It was just consuming a lot of my time. I was doing a lot of those things like on my lunch break. So I was working a lot. And then I was in the process of moving. So I moved and I immediately had a job lined up. So I started posting on my VA Instagram while I was still working that job, you know, 50 to 55 hours a week. And that's when I kind of originally started. And I was also in the process of being about to move to another state. And I already had a job lined up there as, again, a chiropractic assistant. And I went into that job at around 30 hours a week when I was starting there. Um, and I was making $12 an hour, which just, God, don't understand how people expect individuals to live on $30 or 30, $12 an hour. Um, but I had that lined up and I immediately went right into that. And as soon as I got my second client, I was like, all right, I'm out of here because this is already so much more worth my time. And I'm basically making the same amount working like 13 hours for these two clients than I'm making working 30 hours a week here at this office. So I quit that job as soon as I could because in my head I was like, I know that if I quit this job and I'm able to dedicate all of this attention to my business, then I'm going to be able to kill it. Like I'm giving myself no other option. So that was my thought process. And a lot of people want to do that. They want to get out of their nine to five as quickly as they possibly can. And what starts to happen, and I really try not to be a perpetuator of this, but what we start to see in the online space is people basically telling you or kind of insinuating that you can't have both right? Like you either have to just quit your job and dive 100% into your business, or you just have to stick with your business and put your, sorry, stick with your nine to five and put your business on the back burner. Sorry, if you can hear Teddy squeaking his toy in the background, he's very excited because his dad just got home. (laughs) Um, So what I want to say to any of you who are listening to this and have a nine to five job, or maybe you're in college or whatever it is, is that it is totally possible to do both. Now, I've had 
thousands of students at this point. I have seen uh, nearly every situation that is possible to see in terms of where people are starting out with their business. And I've had students who have been like, you know what? I actually like my nine to five, but I want to do this so that I can bring in more income so that we can save to buy a house or take more vacations, etc. And then I've also seen people who are like, I don't really like my nine to five and I want to get out of it as soon as I can. Um, but like I said, we kind of start cultivating this like shaming rhetoric around keeping both and people feel like they have to rush out of their nine to five in order to actually be in successful in their online business. And that is not the case at all. What I think is really, really important to think about in this situation is I mean, there's so many factors that go into this, okay? There is the factor of the, well, okay, let me backtrack, getting ahead of myself. You have to think about what type of person are you and what is your specific situation? Because let's say, for example, your situation is that you live with your partner and your partner makes enough for you to, for you guys to get by if you were just on one income. Your situation is going to look a lot different than someone who is working full time and paying all of their own bills and can't literally can't afford to just lose all of that income and hope that their business is going to take off. So you really first off have to evaluate your specific situation and look at all of the variables in it. Because again, there's also people that have been saving, like been fortunate enough to be able to save for their entire life and are sitting on $20,000 of savings. And they're like, I could confidently quit my job and have, you know, months and months of an emergency fund there for me to be able to focus on my business. There's also people like me. (laughs) When I was in my nine to five, I had like no savings. I had like reverse savings, (laughs) $20,000 of credit card debt. So I was not in a situation where I could just quit my nine to five with no clients and just cross my fingers and hope that it worked out. So this kind of leads me to the first question that I mentioned, which is what type of person are you? Because for a lot of people, they are the type of people who need security, right? So whenever you are starting your business and you're trying to get clients and you are starting to engage and starting to market yourself and starting to have conversations with potential clients, the last thing that you want is to be coming at them, talking to them from a lack mindset. And what I mean by that is, you know, you quit your job and now you're panicking because you have no income coming in and you're like, oh my God, I need a client like yesterday. And so every single person you talk to in the DMs, you're like, oh my God, please work with me. Please work with me. That like needy energy can be smelled from a mile away. And all it's going to do is repel potential clients. So if you have the security of having your nine to five and being able to save in that situation and know, okay, even if I don't get a client right now, this week, this month, I still have my nine to five. I still have my income coming in. I'm going to be totally fine. That can put you at a much more like calm, level-headed mindset when you're going into having conversations with potential clients. So there's definitely something to be said about that. Now, there's also people like me who thrive in situations where you're like, okay, this is do or die. (laughs) I like have to make this work or else 
I am going to have to pivot and go another path. When I'm in the situation of like, if I've procrastinated and I have to get something done, like I'm going to pump it out. Or if I'm like, okay, well, my, I just quit that job. So I have to make this work. That's what I thrive on. That's when I'm at my best. So really evaluate what type of person you are. And the thing is, once you start to get, if you, even if you decide to stay in your nine to five and, you know, you, let's say you start getting a couple of clients and it's starting to get to the point. And usually I, I typically tell my students a, a general rule of thumb is if you're making half of your corporate income in your business, then you probably can go ahead and put your two weeks in because at that point, the only thing holding you back from being able to fully replace your corporate income is the fact that you're still spending so much time and attention there. So that's something to think about. But you really, I think a lot of people are really, really nervous to quit their nine to five. And to those people, if that's you, I would say the best kind of way to mitigate that is to have a logical plan. Like really think about it. Okay, if I have, if I'm making this much within my business by this date, I'm going to go ahead and, or like once I start making this much in my business, I'm going to go ahead and put my two weeks in. But before I put my two weeks in, I'm going to make sure I have three months of bills saved up just in case something happens and I need it. Looking at it logically and objectively versus just going in and being like, well, I guess I have to quit my job now and having no plan for it is going to help you feel a lot more confident about the decision when it comes to the time that you have to make it. But again, I just want to reiterate that there is nothing wrong with keeping your nine to five for a while. I have had students in, you know, DCA who were basically working 60 hours a week. Like they were working, you know, 35 to 40 hours at their corporate job and they were working 20 to 25 hours with clients in their business. But their mindset was... I can do this for a little while. Obviously, this is not something that would be sustainable for me, but I can do this for a little while, a few months, so that I can save all of this money that I'm making from my business and, you know, really feel confident and uh, and know that this is going to be something steady so that when I do put in my two weeks at my nine to five, I'm not panicking or putting myself in a bad situation. There is nothing wrong with doing that. I think that we have been taught in the online space that you just need to get out of your nine to five as quickly as possible. And that is not the truth because in reality, if you really think about it, even if it took you six months to leave your nine to five, that is such a blip in your timeline. And also, you know, six months, if you're able to build up your business to replace your corporate income within six months, that is an incredible achievement. I mean, if you really think about it with brick and mortar businesses, it usually takes them years to be able to start to profit in their business. And the timeline in which you can build your business up and actually start profiting in the online space is like a sliver of the amount of time it takes to do that. Again, with brick and mortar businesses. And I also did want to just touch on for a second the college aspect of this. I'm a college dropout and I'm also of the mindset, shamelessly, that most of the time college is not necessary. With that being said, there are some people who want to go to college for specific careers that you really have to go to college for, whether that's an accountant or a lawyer or a scientist, whatever it is. And in those situations, I would never bash college. If you want to go for that, then like by all means. And I have had people who are in those exact career paths in college 
start their business in the online space. And again, I feel like we think that it has to be black and white. We either have to choose college or starting a business, a nine to five or starting a business. And that's not true. It is possible to do both, whether that's doing it for a little while, like in a nine to five scenario, or whether it's doing that for a long time, like in a college scenario. I once had a student who was working full time, going to college for her master's and had like two clients in the online space. And she was like, I love my job. I'm excited to get my degree. Also my master's degree. I just want to have some extra income coming in. So please don't feel like you can't do both. And I mean, truly, even like, I feel like you're setting, getting yourself ahead if you are in college and starting your business at the same time. If you have a few clients and you are making, you know, an extra $2,000 a month, how much more like reassuring and stable are you going to feel when you graduate and there's a lot of your classmates who are struggling trying to find a job and have this kind of waiting period where they're not making money and you've been making money this whole time while also being in college so i just wanted to throw that out there it's a, a little random side note but i've been thinking about it i actually just um, talked a little bit about this in one of our upcoming Instagram posts, one of my upcoming Instagram posts. And I was like, I feel like I need to expand on this. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Now getting into the more fun stuff. <laughs> I, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen me talking a lot about books recently. Um, so I have always been a physical book kind of person. We have so many books, like we have more books than we even have room for in this house. We need to build like, I've, I've thrown around the idea of having one of the walls in my office be just dedicated to like uh, books and be a library essentially. Um, and I, that's, I, I've just always been the type of person, I don't do audiobooks that is like, if I start listening to an audiobook, I'm going to tune out like immediately basically and miss everything and have to rewind it a million times. It's just really hard for me to grasp the concepts of things if I'm listening to an audiobook. I feel like so many people love audiobooks. So I hope that there's people out there who also feel the same way about that because I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I totally understand. Like, I wish that I could listen better to audiobooks because I feel like it's a different experience, especially something with like a cord of thorns and thorns and roses, um, which obviously is a huge series. But people are always talking about how like amazing the audiobook is. But it's just not my thing. And I've always been like, I've never wanted to read on my phone or on my iPad. That also has just not been my thing. So I've always been the physical book kind of person. And then I started seeing my friend Sydney, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago. I started seeing her videos on TikTok about getting a Kindle. And me and Sydney read like kind of similar books, a lot of similar books. And I was like, all right, my interest is peaked <laughs> because for one thing, I've gotten back into reading. Um, I used to be so obsessed with reading and then I kind of like had a, I was just in a slump and then A Court of Thorns and Roses, that series pulled me out of my slump like no other. I literally finished all of the, it was like thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. I finished all of the series within like three weeks, I think. 
And I was like, I'm obsessed now. Um, so not only that have I gotten back into reading, but I also am obs- like nothing gets me more excited than tech. <laughs> so like a bro right now. No, but like a new computer, a new iPad, the new iPhone, like AirPod, Maxes, any type of tech like that, even if it's just like like a Google Home or I, I just... I'm obsessed with it. It gets me, gets me going. So with those two things combined, I then had Sydney on the podcast. Some of you probably listened to that episode and I was like, okay, I think I'm convinced to get a Kindle now. I got it and I was like, it was so weird because I've never actually held, I'm looking, I'm holding my Kindle, I'm looking at it right now. I've never actually held the Kindle in my hands before, which is, I don't know how, but I mean, I don't know, do, do they really like even sell them in stores? I don't think they do. Maybe they do, who knows. But um, I've never held a Kindle in my hands before and I got the paper white version and when I turned it on, I was like, this is so weird. Like it literally looks like a book. Even my husband came home and was looking at it and he was like, that is really strange to look at after you're used to looking at like a phone or iPad or TV. Oh my gosh. I'm like hiccuping and coughing and burping. Um, so since I got my Kindle, (laughs) hold on, I need to look at the stats on this. Okay, I just looked it up and I'm actually a little bit shocked by this. I My Kindle was delivered on May 11th. Today, when I'm recording this, it's May 25th. I have read one, two, three, four, five full books and I'm now like 35, uh, no, 40% through my sixth book in two weeks. I don't know what kind of crack they put in this Kindle, but you lit, you, okay, it's mind-blowing how fast you can read on a Kindle. I know people say, I've seen TikToks about it, but I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I don't understand how it's possible. I think maybe, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. I think maybe not like seeing physically how much is left in the book or seeing physically how much is left in the chapter. Like, I don't know if it just changes everything or what, but you fly through these books. Keep in mind, all of those books that I mentioned, all five of those books were like 500 plus pages. (laughs) The other night I read a 512 page book in, I think it was like five hours. I don't know how it's possible, but it happened and I am completely addicted to it. If you have ever considered getting a Kindle or if you feel like you're in a reading slump, please get one. Like it will change your life. And being able to, this was also my problem is like I would go traveling and I would bring like two books with me and it was just heavy and it would weigh down my backpack and I feel like they would get like messed up and bent in my backpack. And Also, trying to like read outside or at the pool and having to like shield the book or when I'm laying in bed, having to have a light on whenever I'm reading, it was all just slightly annoying and I totally understand the physical book in your hand. There's nothing like it, but the pros of the Kindle so, so, so much outweigh that and it just feels cool. It feels cool to have your books on a freaking technological device and be able to carry it around anywhere with you I've been bringing it like everywhere I go if I'm going to an appointment I bring it with me and I just like read for 10 minutes while I'm waiting on them to call me back 
it's so lovely. <laughs> um, I have been reading. Let's see. I oh, and th- I will say the one annoying thing about it is that like I love having the physical book to like add to my bookshelf, but I think I'm just gonna buy. And I mean, if I'm being honest, I think I would want to buy every single one of the books that I've read so far, the physical version, just to have it. It's like a it's like a reward. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can just buy both. I have the Kindle Unlimited. Okay, so let me just t- say this also. It, you're, there's some of you who are probably like, I don't give a crap about the Kindle. But if you are thinking about getting it, I got the ads-free version. It was like $12 more, I think. So worth it. So worth it. Um, and then I also got Kindle Unlimited, which is, I think, like $10 a month. And it basically gives you unlimited access to so many books in their library. And I pretty much every book I've wanted to read has been on there. So, I mean, that's worth it. Because if I've read five books within two weeks, I think one of those wasn't free. And I found the EPUB version of it online. <laughs> um, but like four books that would at least be like a hundred dollars if I was just going and buying them each individually so I think Kindle Unlimited is very very worth it but so far I have read um so yeah I'll just buy the physical books of any that I'm like I really want this so I read the Ravenhood series by Kate Stewart one of my favorite series of all time I gave five stars to every book there's only three books in the series which I actually really like because I feel like it's enough to like hold you over but it's not so many that you're like this is a giant commitment I loved every second of those books I read Credence by Penelope Douglas um (laughs) I posted this on my Instagram story this is a very controversial book because it's very spicy and the storyline of it is a very interesting storyline um yeah I'm just going to leave it at that. I loved this book. I also gave it five stars. I really like kind of like taboo storylines and darker romance things. So I loved that. And then I also started the Devil's Night series by Penelope Douglas. I read the first book in that series. I really liked it a lot. I finished it. That's the one that I finished in like five hours. Um, And there's like, I think six books in that series, but I'm taking a pause from that series because I just started the fourth wing uh is that what it's called the fourth oh my god what is it (laughs) dude okay yeah the fourth fourth wing by rebecca yaros that it's like dominating my for you page right now so i was like okay i need to just read this book so that's what i'm reading right now i really really like it so far i am almost 40% done with it. And yeah, I'm super excited about that one. So I took a break from the Devil's Night series to read this one. Um, And I gave all of those books five stars, except for uh, Corrupt, which is the first book in the Devil's Night series. I might give that one four stars. I mean, I still really, really liked it, but I might give that one four stars. I'm honestly, you know what? I see people who are like, I'm so stingy with my five stars and I get it. But also like, I'm not reading to be doing like literary analysis on these books. I'm reading to be entertained, to see some sexy romance, to feel like I'm in like another world, to not be on my phone scrolling TikTok, to learn and like just... (laughs) work my brain. That's what I'm reading for. I want to be entertained. 
I'm not reading to be like searching for plot holes and searching for things that don't make sense. What I don't care. I just want to be entertained. So that's what I'm reading for. That's what I'm looking for. If you're the same, then you should follow me on Goodreads because I'm starting to actually leave reviews on books. I that is never, I've never been a review type of person, but I'm starting to do that. Um, so yeah, that was just my little rant. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is Vanderpump Rules. I mean, oh my God, <laughs> this freaking show has like overtaken my life for the past month and a half. I have never watched Vanderpump Rules before I started. I listened to Nick Viall's podcast, The Vile Files, and they kept talking about it. And I was like, all right, this sounds like a little drama loaded. What is happening with this whole cheating scandal? So I started watching it at season 10 and I binged season 10. Now I'm going back and I just started season two. But um, so there was, they had the finale and then we had the reunion last night on the day that I'm recording this. If you haven't watched the reunion, well, I guess there's not really like spoilers in the reunion yet. Um, but that was a really wild reunion. (laughs) I, I mean, first off, let me just, this might be an unpopular opinion. And let me preface this by saying, I think Raquel is like, probably one of the weirdest people I've seen on reality TV in terms of like just not grasping the concept of what she's doing wrong. And Tom Sandoval is like, I don't know. He's just, you know, he is Tom Sandoval. Um, But I have never seen like a cheating situation that's blown up like this. And again, let me preface this by saying, I think what they did was 100% wrong. What I think is weird is how everyone on the cast is like literally crucifying them to death. Meanwhile, they've all cheated. It's like so hypocritical. And they said that at the reunion last night. I think Andy was like, don't you think this is a bit hypocritical? And they're all like, well, it was when I was younger. It was blah, blah, blah. But it's either way. Like, it's. I just think it's so weird how they all are like, out for blood and literally like screaming at these people. Meanwhile, they have done the same thing themselves. Like no one's hands are clean in this cast. But I mean, I'm eating it up. I'm, (laughs) I would hate to be Tom and Raquel right now. I mean, Jesus, that would suck so bad. I'm really excited for it. Whoa. The finale is, uh, or sorry, the reunion is three parts and uh, um apparently I've heard that the something gets revealed to the cast that not even they knew about and that's why they had to like take a pause on contracts and figuring out the next season so I'm super interested in just to find out what that is I feel like it's I don't know I don't know what it's gonna be uh, if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules you're probably like what are you talking about but yeah, if you do watch it, please, please, please DM me on Instagram so we can talk about it because no one that I know in person watches this and understands what I'm talking about. Well, my husband, Jordan, actually, he's, he watched the finale with me last week because I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I was like waiting for it to happen. And I was like, you cannot speak during this. And he was like, kept laughing for the first five minutes and we kept having to rewind. And I was like, I'm going to choke you out. 
Um, but then last night with the reunion, he like all day he was like, so what, like when's the reunion coming on? Like, I'm just wondering, like, I don't actually like care, but you know, and I, I was like, oh no, it's fine. I'll watch it by myself. And he was like, no, no, no. I need to like monitor what you watch on TV. (laughs) He loves reality TV. So He's started to get into it, but doesn't understand the scope of it because he hasn't watched the season. So if you watch it, please DM me because, yeah, this is fascinating to me right now. All right. Well, I think that's all the fun things that I have to talk about. Um, I, you know, we have some traveling plans coming up. I will be traveling in June for the special thing I was talking about that I can't talk about yet. Um, and then at the end of August, me and Sydney have a photo shoot with Jackie Sterna, my favorite photographer. Um, we're going to be doing that in like, basically I like the Georgia Tennessee border at this amazing Airbnb and I'm so excited about it. Um, and then I think me and Jordan are going to try to go to Europe in the fall, which will be really fun. So I need to flesh that out. We've been, I've been to, in Europe, I've been to France, England, Turkey, Israel, uh, Greece, and Italy. Um, But Jordan's only been to England and France. He went for the first time last year with me. So I I really want to go to, um, back to Italy, because Jordan really wants to go to Italy. And then maybe like Switzerland and Germany, possibly. Or like Austria, because one of my best friends is living in Austria right now. So maybe we'll visit her. But yeah, that's our travel plans. Um, Outside of that, DCA 12.0 is starting on August 14th. Can't believe I'm already talking about DCA 12.0. I mean, granted, we are only a few weeks into 11.0. But the students are already getting clients, already getting a bunch of calls with potential clients. And it's been so fun to see them being successful and just already gaining so much confidence and already starting to make money in the online space this soon into starting officially. And that's just what happens when you actually put yourself out there and you do the thing you've been wanting to do for so long. So um, enrollment for 12.0 is officially open as of right now. I think we're going to be posting about it um, on Instagram the day that this podcast comes out. So Yeah, keep an eye out for that. If you have been on the fence and you have been wanting to sign up and you keep telling yourself, I'll do it next time, there's never a better time than right now. This moment is the right moment to make a decision to change your life and start taking action. I know that it feels like you have to be fully prepared. I know you feel like you're not ready, but the best way to actually accomplish the things that you want to accomplish is by taking the steps towards them rather than standing where you are and waiting for yourself to feel ready because you will never feel 100% ready. So if you want to hop in on the 12.0 round, I have a feeling the spots are going to go fast for this round. They did for 11.0. So I would love to have you there. Um, Okay. Well, I guess that about does it. I guess we're saying goodbye now. We don't have an official release date for season six. I haven't even begun to think begun to think about it because we've had so much going on. But I'm excited for that season. Um, if you have anything, any topics that you've been wanting to hear more about, make sure to let me know on Instagram. I'm gonna again do the anonymous form episode on next round. I think that's something I'm gonna keep going with because it's been so fun. So also keep an eye out for that and. 
All right. Well, I feel I, I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I missed anything or maybe I'm just stalling. Yeah, I don't think I missed anything or I probably did, but I just can't think of it. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Whenever anyone posts about it on Instagram or tells me that they've been listening to the podcast, it means so much to me. I'm so glad that I started this. It was something I wanted to do for a really long time. And the fact that five seasons has already gone by and we've talked about so many different topics is really crazy to me. Um, But it's been really fun. And I've had a lot of great conversations and great questions from all of you. And it's been a really great outlet to, you know, connect in a deeper way and offer like free advice and value to all of you, which I think is really important. So thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you on season six. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at the Digital State of Mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? (laughs) Talk to you next time.